0: Podcast. knowledge is available but it's not known by everybody that you can have knowledge so the title of this is we know there are certain things that we can know in this life when i ask people do you know where you would go if your life on earth was over today or tomorrow do you know what you're going to do after this life is over or where you're going to go So many people say, well, I hope heaven. I think I'd go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. You can know that? That's like knowing where you were before you were born. How can we know something like that? Well, the Bible says that we're supposed to know things. So I'm going to answer two questions today. One is, how are we supposed to know things? Or, how do we get to know things in this life? That'll be the first question. The second question will be, who gets to receive this type of knowledge. Who gets to be able to know things? You know, is it just the intellectuals? Is it the high-end people? Is it people with money? Uh, You know, is it someone who is removed from society? Well, first of all, can we know things? So, we go to the Word of God, and the Word of God tells us very plainly in 1 John 5 and verse 13, the King James Version, 1 John 5 verse 13 says, these things have I written unto you. That's you and me. That believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that ye have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now look at this. These things have I written unto you. That believe on the name of the Son of God. That ye may know that ye have eternal life. Why would I write this? I wrote it so you know, I wrote it so you know that you have, not going to get, not have a good chance of getting, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now if you just look at that verse right there you can see those two things are connected eternal life and believing on the name of the Son of God and more on that later. So how are we supposed to know things? Well one these things have been written so that we can know the things. Uh, anyone who's been to school, you have textbooks and or nowadays you have computers. You'd have some words that are assembled so that you can gain knowledge. Everything we have from the past is usually from documentation or archeological findings. Those are things you can read and research so that you can have knowledge of the past or knowledge of things that have happened. Well, these things were written so we'd have knowledge of eternal life and knowledge of what happens when you believe on the name of the Son of God. So if you go to Hosea chapter six, verse three. Hosea chapter six, verse 3 be reading from the King James Version. It says, then shall we know when? When shall we know? That's the question, right? Because you're saying, then shall we know. Well, when is that? I want to be in that group. It says, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, and the latter in the former rain unto the earth. So, it says that, then shall we know. When shall we know? If we follow on to know the Lord. So if we continue to make an attempt to know the Lord, then we'll know. His going forth is as the morning, so we'll have knowledge if we continue to follow on to know the Lord. If we get try to know the Lord, we will gain the knowledge that we seek. We will know. All right, it's, it's, we're going to talk more about what kind of things you will know, but at least you will, you know, you'll know what you did not know before. His going forth is prepared as the morning. In the morning, how sure is the morning, the next morning, going to come? Well, it's been happening for a long time now. We can be pretty sure the next morning will come. And rain, and the latter and former rain unto the earth. Now, experts may know some things about us, or about what we have made, and what they have researched, and things that have been made in history. But the Lord knows all things. Now look at First John 3, verse 20. The book of First John. Now St. John, first John chapter three, verse twenty, it says, "For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Now this is awesome. it says, if our heart condemns us, so sometimes we get depressed, and we're depressed. Because of maybe something that happened in the past, maybe something we didn't fully understand. And so our heart starts to condemn us, tries to make us blame ourselves for something. Uh, Now, regardless of the circumstance, the Bible says here, if our heart's condemning us, God is greater than our heart. So he is a greater resource to derive our moral standards on whether or not we really should feel guilty or not. So sometimes, that tells me, sometimes our heart condemns us and it shouldn't. Because God is greater than our heart. God knows more than our hearts do. Not only does he know that, he knows all things. So he knows that if that thing that happened was really the fault of you know, the guilty party or the person who feels guilty. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 says, For the Lord giveth wisdom... Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So we see here, first of all, it says, God's greater than our heart, he knows all things. And also it says, the Lord gives wisdom, and out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So we know that knowledge comes from God. We know that these things were written in the word of God so we can know we have eternal life, and that we may believe on the name, or the authority, or the character, the quality of the son of God who is Jesus Christ so now let's look at who gets to receive knowledge from God so Psalms chapter 43 Psalms chapter 43 verse 3 through 4 we're gonna look at some qualifications to receive knowledge from God because obviously if God gives knowledge everybody doesn't have knowledge of God can we agree on that not only that but People seem to reject the knowledge of God. Some individuals, they get a knowledge of what they think is God. So who gets to receive the knowledge of God? Sometimes we can think that we know God. Psalms 43, verse 3-4. through 4, It says, O oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Now he's talking to God, the writer here. Let them lead me. His light and his truth lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Now look at that verse. The light shining out from God will bring you to him. That's awesome. The light shining out in his truth will lead you to him. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. So the individual who receives knowledge from God is the one who's actually following after his light and his truth. He's not rejecting it. He's not saying, well, you know, I don't know if this is God or not. He's at least following the light that he has. We have to walk in the light that we do have. If all you know is that God could exist, you should already start walking towards God. This isn't... Something to play around with. I mean in first John five and thirteen we started off reading, it says we that we may know we have eternal life. Is that something that we think we should know? I mean that's something that is important enough to know. I believe it is. Knowing about what's going to happen, if anything, after this life, I would say is critical because so little is known because it's not something you see. But enough of us can agree that there is something beyond this life. So let's look at Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 21. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 21, and it reads, And their nobles shall be of themselves, and the go- their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is he, this is God talking, who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? So, who has engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? Who has adjusted his heart to approach unto God? That's what that's saying. Who's gotten themselves ready? Now, that doesn't mean in the outward sense. Many times we think automatically in the outward sense. You know, did I shave so I can go see God? The Word of God says in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. So not in your physical, not in your clothes. It doesn't matter necessarily what you're wearing or how your hair is. When he's saying who has engaged his heart to approach unto me, means who has adjusted themselves to say, I don't know everything. God knows more than I know if there is a God, I'll find him. Engaging your heart in that sense. That takes humility to realize, you don't know everything, neither do I. But God does. So the Lord tells us, he shined his light out and told us that if we engage our heart, we can approach unto him. Look at John uh, chapter 6. John chapter 6. He says in verse forty-four or forty-three and forty-four. Says here, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, "Murmur not among yourselves." So he's got a group that's murmuring and they're they're kind of questioning uh, his authority. So he says, "Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him." And I will raise him up at the last day. No man can come unto me, this is Jesus talking, except the Father which hath sent me draw him. So he's saying basically, nobody can come unto Jesus unless the Lord draws that person to Jesus. That individual, no matter how old, no matter what gender, no matter what their background is, no matter what their status is. It says, no man, talking about mankind, can come unto him, except the Father which has sent me draw him. So, God draws people to him. What kind of people does he draw to him? Well, we just saw in Jeremiah 30, verse 21, the one who has engaged his heart to approach unto him. Then he draws you unto Jesus. He draws you unto the Lord. He draws you unto himself through the way of Jesus. Psalms 15, verse 1-5 through says, A psalm of David, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? So who's going to stay in the tabernacle? So you can approach God, but who will stay with God? Verse 2 says, He that walketh uprightly. Now walketh uprightly is not by our standards. It's not by what we think uprightness is. And worketh righteousness. And speaketh the truth in his heart. So, he walks uprightly. This is consistent, because he's walking. Works righteousness. Speaks the truth in his heart. It's easy sometimes to speak the truth when you are you know you're being heard, or you know you're being monitored. But speaking the truth in your heart is what God's looking at. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, or talks about people behind their back, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, and not just the person who lives next door, but your neighbor, The Lord Jesus made an example that our neighbor is just people we're around. Nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. The Lord honors them that fears the Lord. So, does not do evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up some evil reproach against his neighbor, an evil cause, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned. Or he doesn't look at a vile person as if, oh, that's funny, or that's great. But he looks at that individual, or looks at that uh, behavior as wrong. But he honoreth them that feareth the Lord, or fears the Lord. So he honors them that fears, this isn't fear, oh no, God may hurt me. This is a reverential fear. Honoring the Lord. He honors them that honors the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt. Or makes a promise and changes not. He that putteth not out his money to usury. Or doesn't loan someone money. So he can then add a whole bunch of uh, interest on it. Is what that means. Nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. He'll always be in the tabernacle of the Lord. So. There's no better qualifications that me- make these obsolete. A lot of times we'll hear, well, oh, you know, the Bible's an old book and, you know, it's not relevant anymore. I mean, someone who does the right thing, speaks the truth in his heart, works righteousness, doesn't talk about people behind their back. I mean, is that something that we don't need anymore? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that that's outdo or past due. I think that that's something that we still need. As a matter of fact, we're getting further away from that, it seems. It seems we're many times ridiculing people Without them being there, uh, it seems more than ever, but, you know, it's not like there's a stat on that type of thing. Uh, It's done on such a low level. Nor doeth evil to his neighbor. Has that stopped? No. Nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. And some of these things, it seems like it's common sense, but sometimes we think we have enough reason in our minds to do evil. Uh, Well, they should have been paying attention. Or, Or... well you know what goes around comes around all these different types of thought processes that make us do wrong and feel like it's okay so these individuals in these verses are the ones who get to receive the knowledge of God and knowledge from God so how are we supposed to know things God shows us he shines his light he gives wisdom out of his mouth comes understanding and knowledge who gets to receive knowledge from God well those who are pro- who prepare themselves to approach unto God, those who will follow that light, follow that truth, those who will work righteousness and do the right things, those who will follow the leading and drawing that God has given us. Now, are we supposed to know things like that? Are we supposed to discover the mysteries of life? Is it God's will for us to have answers? This verse here, Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 2 and 3, it says, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it, to establish it. The Lord is his name. Everything that has been established and formed, the Lord made it, all good things at least. Call unto me, verse 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So many times we're not seeing even God himself, because we're not calling unto God. He said, call unto me and I'll answer thee. God gave us dominion in this world. He gave us the power to choose. He gave us the power to make decisions. We can decide we don't want God. We can decide we don't need God. We can decide we don't need the knowledge of God. We'll find it out our own way. We rely solely on science, which they are still trying to find out answers themselves. But the word of God says, call unto me. So, not our friends, not our confidants. It's good to have counsel, but it's good to have godly counsel, really. It says, call unto me, I will answer thee. He won't send a messenger, uh, or, or you know, send us somewhere else. He will answer us. He'll answer us his way, which may vary. But he will send us someone qualified, or he will send us a way that's qualified. In the next lesson, we'll talk about the different ways he actually gets knowledge to us. Call unto me, I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So he's not going to show us something boring or useless. He's going to show us something that's going to give us help, great and mighty things. Right? He gave us life, so he obviously wants us to have a good life. So 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 4 through 7, says, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So this is a person's response to call unto me. This is someone who's doing it. I will call on the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. That's one good benefit. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. You may feel like you're going through hell. You may feel like hell is surrounding you. The snares of death prevented me. You may feel like I might not feel like I'm gonna die. It says in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear, and he did hear my voice out of his temple. So many cries going up to God, but he'll hear our individual voice. And my cry did enter into his ears. So we'll look at some of the results of that in the next lesson. But does God want us to have knowledge? Emphatically, absolutely, yes. Gifts unto men has been brought to you by the Lord Jesus Christ.